You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hey, everybody, you are joining me for episode 213 of the Blended Family Podcast. I'm happy that you're here. I'm just doing another co-hosting show today. I'm actually not going to do a lot of announcements because I haven't been feeling all that well. I found out that I'm anemic, and so I've been exhausted, and it's kind of like a catch-22. I'm not working out, which is making me more tired, but I'm too tired to work out. And anyway, I've got some hip issues and just all in all, just been a little bit overworked. And so, um, but I've got a great co-hosting show for you anyway. You're going to love it. I do have a review to read. If anyone wants to leave me a review on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it. It really helps me out. This one is a five-star review by MDR0710. And it says, I stumbled upon this podcast when I was really struggling to adjust and figure out my place in this new guarded family. There's a ton of great suggestions, guidance, and validation. At times, I felt crazy and alone, just knowing I wasn't the only one feeling and going through this. The Facebook group also is a great way to connect with others dealing with the same or similar issues. Thank you so much for that review. Um, it's really helpful to me when you guys leave a review because not only does it help me out with iTunes, but it also tells me what you're liking about the show or what you're not liking about the show. And it also helps other people to know whether this is something of value for them. So I really appreciate it. And about your review that you you just feel better knowing that you're not alone. That's exactly why I do this, right? Because I can't take away all of your problems, but at least I can help you understand that what you're going through is normal, it is common, and that you are going to be okay. And I think sometimes that's all we really want to know. So it's almost Thanksgiving here in the States. We're already in November, and I want to do something special for our Thanksgiving episode, but I'm going to need your help, your participation in this, or it will not work. What I would like everyone to do is to go ahead and leave me a voicemail. I'll give you the link in a minute, but I want you to call and leave me a voicemail and just tell me what you're thankful for with your blended family. So what what makes you feel happy about your blended family? What makes you thankful? What's great about your blended family that you love? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take all of those and I'm going to put them together for a nice show for Thanksgiving in a few weeks. So the link for that is going to be speakpipe.com slash blended family podcast. And speakpipe is S-P-E-A-K. P-I-P-E, speakpipe.com slash blended family podcast. And you'll also notice that the link for that is right below in the show notes for you if you're listening on a device. So just click that link, leave me a little voicemail. If you don't like it, you can always re-record. It gives you that option. And it does not need to be long. It could be 60 seconds or less, just a little something. And if everybody participates, it can make for a really nice show. If nobody participates, we will not have a good show there. So please, everyone, uh, I would really appreciate if you can all participate in that. 
And then co-hosting. If you want to co-host with me, I do have a backlog of shows. Actually, uh, my guest today is Christina, and I know you guys are going to absolutely love her. I thought she was just such an incredible woman, and I really enjoyed my conversation with her. But I think we recorded back in March, and that's how long it's taking me to get some of these things out, but that doesn't mean I want to stop doing them. So please, by all means, if you want to come on and share your story, your experience, you know, you might be going through something that that other people, it might help them if they hear what you're going through. Or maybe you have some really good tips to share that you think would work. Just come on and share your story. It doesn't need to be stressful or scary. We'll just have a conversation. But this gal, Christina, today, you'll notice that since we recorded in March, she was pregnant back then. Well, she's now had her baby just this last month. She's had a baby girl, and she's doing really, really well. And so I want you to really enjoy this conversation with my listener, Christina. I do believe she's in the Facebook group, so you, I will tag her there uh, when I post the show in the group. And by the way, that Facebook group, for those of you who are not a member is blendedfamilypodcast.com slash group. So come and join us over there because we're really a non-judgmental, supportive community that can help you and your blended family. So please do that. Please submit a review for me and definitely enjoy today's show with my co-host, Christina. Love you guys. Hello, everybody. We are back with another co-hosting show. And today I have Christina Cavanaugh here with me from Missouri, who not only was she raised in a blended family, but she also has a blended family of her own right now. And her family is even growing. So I'm very excited to welcome Christina to the show. Hi, Christina. How are you? Hi, Melissa. I'm doing great. Well, I'd like for you to introduce yourself to everybody. Tell us a little bit about your blended family and how you and your husband met. Ooh, it's a good story. Um, So I am, uh, first, I am a captain in the Army, and I met my husband when I was deployed to Afghanistan. Uh, He was a, he was in the Marine Corps, and um, I was a first, first lieutenant. And uh, we met through a mutual boss and hung out for six weeks. And uh, then when everybody got back to, to, to the States, he was in a different state. And then I was in a different state. And then, but um, the, the problem was, well, we, we, we were friends and, uh, but he was still married. So we told ourselves, okay, well, we'll just be friends. And then, we said, all right, we can't be friends anymore because I was causing issues. And then it was about a year later, he called me up and said, hey, I'm getting a divorce. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, can we be friends? <laughs> wow. So, so you guys definitely waited a little bit there. That must have been a surprise getting that call from him. I was so happy to get a call, but... Because I also had a boyfriend, too, and it was just not working out. Mm. Um, but I immediately went to his kids, and, I, like, I thought about his, his, his kids, and I'm like, I, are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this? Because I'm also from a twice-divorced household, and I said, I don't – are you sure? Because this is what's going to happen to the kids, and, and I, I need you to think about the kids. But, you know, it was like so many times that, that you – 
mentioned in, in your podcast is that you can't just think about the kids. You have to think about yourself and your happiness. And um, he told me that they just weren't, weren't happy for a long time. And he thinks that this is, is the best, uh, best way to go. So I was, I was just really con- concerned. I'm like, are you getting a, vor- a divorce because of me? And he's like, no, 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 not at all. This is nothing to do uh, with you. So it was, it was very, very nerve, very nerve wracking when I went out and visit him for, for, for the first time. Yeah, and then when you met the kids and how old are they now? So, uh, so we've been to, we've been married since 2015. Um, I met, Kaylee when she was five and Rory when he was seven or maybe it was four and seven. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and now Kaylee is, she's uh, going to be eight in May and Rory is 11. Wow. And so, and I know you have uh, one together, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Ronan. And, and go ahead and you might as well <laughs> announce it here. <laughs> <laughs> and I have one on the way. Yay. And uh and and we're gonna tell the kids the next time we see them on Easter, and we're, we're gonna do like a little Easter egg hunt, and we're gonna put like uh, words or letters inside the Easter egg, and they have to unscramble the uh letters, and it's gonna be really cool. Well, that is so super exciting. <laughs> well, we have a lot to talk about for sure. Um, but one of the biggest things that I definitely want to talk about with you today is the fact that you are in the military. And mm-hmm. I haven't spoken to anybody in that circumstance before, but I know that it changes things dramatically for you yes. and for anybody else who's in the military. So why don't you tell us how that affects the blended family dynamic? Because I know oh, you have to be yeah. gone sometimes. Yeah. So, um, so I haven't deployed since, since, since I've met them, but there's been a couple of times where I've had to go into the field and I miss out on weddings or I miss out on birthdays or he has to do something alone with the kids because I have to be at work or I have to go so many hours away for, 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 for training. And I'm, and I'm active duty. So it's not at like the, the guard or the reserves where you have a separate job and you do, do this job. So, um, and, and this is the first time where we have encountered a permanent, uh, change of station as a blended family. And, um, uh, the, the first time I thought I was going to get, get, get orders. I actually tried to involve the, 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 the bio mom and ask her, Hey, so I'm getting stations. So I'm so I'm going to PCS. I'm going to permanent change change of station, and I have some choices. But I really want to stay close to you guys. I really want to go to Kansas. What do you think about that? And and I didn't get I didn't get a, a, a feedback. I didn't get a relationship loop there. But I don't want to move away very far from the kids because then I feel guilty that I'm taking time away from my husband and his kids because as soon as we move out of driving distance range now we're only seeing the the kids on the like a winter holiday so alternating Thanksgiving or or Christmas and then spring break and then trying to split parenting time or or split the 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 summer in Mm -hmm. in half and then 
of course, when you talk about plane tickets, you talk about all all the money. And then they're too young. I think they're too young to fly by, by themselves. So now my husband is having to chaperone them back and forth, which is which is totally fine, which 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 is great because this is a whole new experience and a whole new way for them to step out of their comfort zone and take on something new, which is plane flights. So I for for me being in the military, I feel guilty if I have to move far away and I have to tell the kids that it's, well, it's not like I'm, I'm going to, you know, a different country. It's not like I'm being, going to be stationed in, in Germany uh, for this next move. We're, we're, we're going to Mississippi's. So it's a plane flight, but it's not a long plane flight, but yeah, it's, it's very stressful. I yeah. can imagine what, I mean, how did the kids feel? Have they voiced an opinion to you on how they feel about it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, we live in Missouri now, and um, they love it here. I live in a log cabin, and there's freshwater springs like five miles down the road and they love to go there they, they love all the trees and they live in Kansas and there's no trees in Kansas yeah. <laughs> but but then I said okay so we're gonna go to Mississippi and we're gonna be about five hours from a Pensacola beach we're gonna we're gonna have so much fun and we're gonna go down to New Orleans and we're gonna do all these all these fun things and um and I have family down in uh, New Orleans too and and then and then Kaylee she's she's so sweet she's like we're moving we're moving this is so cool beach and and my 11 year old Rory he's like no 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 we're not moving they're moving. Ah, so, uh, so like, he gets it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but any uh, whenever they're old enough, we're ready for them to come live with us. So yeah, well, um, so let's talk about the relationship with you, your stepkids because it sounds mm-hmm. like you've got something really good going on. It sounds like there's not a lot of conflict. So how do you how do you um, establish such a great relationship with your stepkids? Do you have any tips on that? Oh yeah, so I so I was a step kid. I was I I was raised by 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 my stepmom. So I try to put that put my head back. I try to go back to when I was ten and how I viewed my stepmom and my stepbrother, my stepsister, and my half brother. And I try to make everything fun and exciting and involve them as much as I can. And um. We're, we're able to do a lot of uh, family trips and a lot of vacations. And then whenever they come over, we have some sort of activity. So my mom got them those, um, those Kiwi boxes. Mm-hmm. It's, like a, it's like a puzzle. It's a, use your imagination and uh-huh. make something. So we always try to do something together to make, to do, to, to, energize our our brains and to just sit at the table and do something together. Yeah, that's that's great. And so how do they get along with your youngest son? Oh man, when they heard that I was pregnant with Ronan, they were so excited. I think he was yeah, he was 10 or maybe 9. And he started crying. He was so excited, he, especially when he found out it was a boy. <laughs> and when when my stepkids are here, 
and they're playing with Ronan. It's so, it's so cool. They take on that responsibility of big brother and big sister immediately. Like I told, I told my stepson, go change your brother's diaper. And he's like, I've never changed a diaper. I'm like, you'll, you'll figure it out. Go do it. (laughs) And then, and then for my daughter, um, I said, Hey, we got to go give Ronan a bath. And she's like, I'm all over it. That's all me. So, so, and, 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 and then they run around the the, the house and then we have a puppy. That was a Christmas Eve thing from, from my husband and, and, and they, and the puppies chasing them and they're chasing. And I'm like, okay, good. I can finally sit down at my table and do my Sudoku or read something and not have to worry about my 21 month old uppy mommy uppy no no mommy no uppy (laughs) yeah well it's nice you have those older step siblings that can really help you out and because it's a step sibling sometimes they're a little bit more willing to do it aren't they so that's that's wonderful half half that's right that's right that's right half that's right correct yes Um, and yeah (laughs) so tell me a little bit about um the relationship with your husband's ex-wife, because, um, I mean, I know that the kids are going to be traveling back and forth possibly mm-hmm. in the future. And so how do you guys get along? And I know you said that she wasn't quite ready for, to, to really uh, move forward with the relationship, but tell me a little bit more about that. So, um, um, overall, I think where, um, this goes all the way back to your episode number one, and why I'm listening to it from the very, very beginning. Um, I think there was not a really healthy divorce. divorce. Yeah. Um, and um, I think she blames me for everything. Um, you know, that's so typical, isn't it? It's Yeah. It, and we uh, always need somebody to blame. And unfortunately, yeah. nobody wants to blame themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's easy mm-hmm. to point fingers at other people. Yes, ma'am. And um, uh, And I used to like really that hurt me a lot that like like it got into my soul and I would and I would take things personal and it really shut me down how I'm to blame for the reason why they're broken up and uh, because she knew that he met me in Afghanistan but he's also met many other girls or women in, in in Afghanistan but um you know I don't want to psychoanalyze her that's that's, it's not my place and I can't get into her head. It's like, it's like what, it's like what Amy said at your very first Mother's Day interview. She said, um, it's, it's, their behavior is not your fault. It's where they're at emotionally, mentally, psychologically. It's how they feel and how they see problems, Mm -hmm. how they're going to react. So it's not about me. That's right. It's not. It's not. And that's that's what I try to tell everybody. Don't take it personal because it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so she blames me. So I don't think she can get over that, 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 that that blame. But, you know, Melissa, reading or listening to, to your interviews, I realized everything that I did wrong in the past and I overstepped a lot. And I realized what a stupid, stupid person 
I was. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) No, you would jump on that. (laughs) Yeah. We don't, we don't call ourselves stupid because you didn't know any better. And well, tell me, tell me, so let's talk about that a little bit. How did you, how do you feel that you overstepped? Okay. So, um, I said that her kids were my kids. She wasn't ready for, 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 for that. I paid, I, they're under my TRICARE benefits. So they're all their healthcare is under me. So I take, I'm, I care for them. I provide the first second backup. My husband got out of the Marine Corps and um, he was uh, in corrections. And then he took a job in Missouri. And um, then he got his VA uh, pay. And um, I said, you're not going to go to work in a prison anymore. You're going to go to school because he's never been to college. So in last May, he got his bachelor's degree. Very, very proud of him. But now we're working on a graduate degree. So he has not worked in the entire time that we've been together. Mm. So I am the main breadwinner in this family. So when it comes to money, there's a lot of things like he has to pay for his child support. But hey, can you pay for this? Can you pay for this? Can, can you pay for that? Well, he can't pay for anything because he isn't, he just gets his disability. So right. that's also one of our big issues too. And he wants, he says, well, just ask Christina. Just if you need help, just ask Christina. Well, that's a no-no. You can't do that. You you cannot, if you have healthcare questions, she goes to Matt, but mm-hmm. I'm the one who's providing it. So just come to me. No, we can't do that. Right. So, um, so uh, I, I just don't think that there was a, you know, to go back to, 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 to the question, I don't think there was a, a healthy first separation. And then, so I, so I, I was, was, was listening to, to all your episodes. I was, I was realizing everything that I was doing wrong. And I wrote out an apology list, everything that I'm doing wrong. And I'm sorry. And I'm, I, I want to apologize for I did this, I did this, I did this, and I wrote it all out, and I have it. It's in my truck, and I told her, please call me at your earliest convenience. And I even posted on the, 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 the blog, hey, guys, what do you think about this? We're already not talking, but what do you think? And, and um, I got some really good good feedback, and um, when, when I see her to go pick up the, the, the kids every once a month or so, I was like, hey, I still want to apologize to you. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll call you. Well, it's been seven weeks and I'm still waiting, but it's okay. Well, fine. I think that that is very big of you to do, number one. Um, I, I don't, I'd love to see your list because I do feel that you're probably being a little bit hard on yourself. I mean, listen, we don't go in with a manual when we form a blended family. We don't really know what's right and what's wrong. And what's right for some people is wrong for other people. And yeah. we don't know how those relationships are going to play out. And we don't know who's going to get hurt feelings because we are all seeing it from our own perspective. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, you taking an active role in that, in the kids' lives and, and even, I mean, I call my stepkids, my kids sometimes, yeah. you know, I mean, because they are, and I, and I love them like they're my kids and it sounds like you do too. And mm-hmm. so I don't think that that's wrong, but how very big of you to 
to write down the, the things that you do feel sorry for. And if she refuses to call you on the phone, you could, you do have the option always of just mailing her the letter and saying, look, I was trying, I would have rather done this in person face to face, but since I wasn't able to, to get with you, I wanted you to at least have this. So, you know, where my heart is at. And then the ball is in her court. You know what? She may forgive you and she may not, but at least you know that you tried and that you did the right thing and you're the bigger person. And that's really all that matters. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for, 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 for saying that. Actually, this is my third letter and oh. I've already emailed her two other letters. You did. Yeah. Okay. And I've just, but, but those were, I took the wrong tone. I said, um, I was very assertive. I said, look, this is how I'm feeling. And this is when you said this, this is how I felt. And in the future, I would like for us not to say these uh-huh. words because this is how I feel. And I, I, those letters were all about emotion and putting it on the paper because it was all in my head. But I also have not gotten responses from those letters either. And that was in June and October. So I don't want to mail her or email gotcha. her anymore. I just want a phone call. Yes. And I, and you know what, when she's ready, she will, and we can't push those things. And Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, you know, she's got it blocked in her mind. She has to get over that. She's blocking herself Mm -hmm. from a relationship with you. It's, it's, it's on her end, you know, and not everybody's ready and people have to work through their own stuff. You know, we all have our stuff and, but I'm glad that you're at least making an effort. And I'm glad that you get along with the kids because that's very powerful. Um, yes, so, and, and so you were raised in a blended family. Tell, tell us a little bit about that, about your blended family as a child. How, how just tell us about it. Yeah. So, um, my mom was 17 when she had me, my dad was 27. My dad was also in the army. And, um, I just think it was just one of those relationships that just happened. And I was, I just happened and then um, my mom wasn't ready to raise a child, so uh, it was actually a really ugly custody battle, and I was not allowed to see, talk to, ask about my mom. Mm. So I met my mom again, I guess, when I was 15, um, through her mom, and we lived in New Orleans, and it was a hurricane season, and um, my my mom or my mom's mom, my Nana was asking if I had somewhere to be some like, just like, am am I evacuated properly? And I'm like, "Uh, I don't know. Do you want to talk to my stepmom? Do you want to talk to Miss so-and-so? Cause I don't know. And I'm like, who is this? I don't even know who this woman is. And uh, she's like, Oh, I'm, I'm your grandma. I'm your mom's mom. I'm like, <gasps> cry tears. Cause I've been looking yeah. for her. I did on peoplefinder.com, but you have to pay money for, for that. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I got my mom's phone number and it was, it was like one of those Hallmark movies of mom. I love you. <laughs> wow. So, and how many years did you not see her for? Um, I think the last time I saw her, maybe I was one or two. I, I don't, I don't remember. Wow. Um, well, then, you know what? Talk about that a little bit, just be, only because I know there's a lot of blended families in here who um, are suffering from parental alienation where a parent mm-hmm. is keeping the children from the other parent or they're bad mouthing or yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. How did that affect you as a child? Because, and I, I want the parents to hear who maybe are doing this to their, sure. their ex. Um, talk about how that made you feel as a child and how that affected you. Yeah. So I think 
everything that happened there affects how I am a stepmother today Mm. and how I don't want to be how I was raised. So like at a deep psychological level, that's why I want this excellent relationship with my stepkids and I want it so bad, but okay. Yeah. Let's go back. So, um, yeah, I was not allowed. So my mom never called. Well, I asked her about it afterwards and she just said she was so afraid of my dad that she never tried, but my mom was not the, I heard she was not the greatest. Like she smoked and did marijuana and I don't think she did anything else, but I was also, um, two months premature and she said she fell. Um, I would like to hope that she fell and it wasn't about drugs or anything, but overall my mom did not have the maturity to raise me and to provide for me. I remember I would be in all sorts of different um, people would, would watch me like her, her stepsisters would, would, would babysit me, my grandma, I would just be shuffled from house to house because my dad was in the army and he had to go away to, to training. Um, so, uh, so afterwards when I was, when my dad got full custody, um, my dad got full custody because my, his stepdad was a judge and, and my mom kidnapped me for two weeks, 10 days, two weeks and, um, did not re- and refused to give me back. And then the cops were called and I mean, this was, Wow, it's quite a story. Yeah, this was a long time ago. So this is all hearsay, and this is the story that 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 I hear. But um, I my my dad would get very very upset when I would ask. Uh, I I remember I remember he was changing the oil in, in the car, and I asked, "What's my mom's name?" He was, and he got really upset. Why do you want to know what what your mom's name is? And he told me her her, her first name, but he was very upset. And uh, so then I had to sneak through my parents' room and find my birth certificate. And then I would go on People Finder and I would type her, her, her name in, but I couldn't get so far because uh, money. And um, all I want, and I was, I was so mean to my stepmom, I would tell her that you're not my mom. And mm-hmm. if you leave, my mom will, will, will come back. I was so mean. And I never had a good relationship with my stepmom until my stepmom and my dad got divorced when I was 14, 13. Mm-hmm. And, then, um, and then my dad left, but I was still being raised by my stepmom, which is where I wanted to be because my dad also moved to a different state. Wow. And I didn't want to go with, with him because he's a offshore pipeline guy. And it would have been the same thing. I would have been, you know, in, in high school, probably living in, in an apartment by myself. This, this is amazing though, Christina, because <laughs> I'm just listening to this story and I have so many like things running through my head right now. Yeah. It's crazy. Cool. Like for, first I want to say for, for all of the people listening who don't get along with their stepchildren, I mean, Christina is telling you like she was awful to her stepmom and it had nothing to do with the fact that she really didn't like her stepmom. It had to do with the own her own personal demons that she was battling about not having a mom in her life. And so I want everybody to think about that as you're listening. If you are having problems with your stepchildren, understand that these kids are going through something usually. And 
even if you don't understand what's going through their mind, kids always blame themselves or they have confusion around situations that go on with divorce that they just don't understand that we're not able to explain to them because it's just, they, they can't possibly understand it at their age, but they mm-hmm. have questions, they have concerns and they act out. So that's the first thing I wanted to say. Um, oh my gosh. Secondly, I just can't believe what a story that is. And then, so I also want to say for, for all of us that are going through issues, look how it affects these kids when you are doing these things, when you're keeping children from your partner, it really, really takes a toll. And Christina is telling you that because of what she went through as a kid from her own blended family and her own divorce, it's caused her issues today, you know, emotional issues today that she's dealing with. So, um, it's just something to note, everybody listening, like you, you really got to think about what you're doing and what you're saying and ha- how we're acting at home because those mm-hmm. little kids are, are watching us. But Christina, I'm so happy that for everything you went through, and it is unbelievable that you turned out to be such a well-rounded person and such a great stepmom. So kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, when I was with my, my stepmom, I really never got hugs. So I just want to be hugged. <laughs> yeah, well, you, we learn when we're kids, we learn sometimes from our parents what we want to emulate. And we also learn what we don't want to. And exactly. if we're really self-aware, then we take that with us and we make the changes. And the people that aren't self-aware, sometimes we end up just like the people we don't want to be. And so yeah. it's just really good that you're taking note of what you want and how you want to be. And um, yeah. Yes, really great. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, and then I had another little brother from between my stepmom and my dad and my, my, my brother and I are separated by seven years. And, um, there was a lot of bad things that happened in my, um, in, in my house. I saw a lot of drugs. There's a lot of bad things. And, um, I would work, I started working at like 12 or 13 at this little pony stable. That was my very first job. And I worked there for like two, three years. And, um, I never saw any of my money. I just gave it to my stepmom, hoping that it would put food on the table. And then I got a lifeguard oh. job. I never saw any of that money either. But I was very upset when I found out about all the drugs that were yeah, done. And not just by my stepmom, also by my stepbrother and my stepsister. And I was very upset. And that's right around the time when um, my mom... When I met my, when I got her on the phone, I lived in Louisiana. She lived in Southern California and we met in an airport when she came out and flew out to Louisiana and um, she had Thanksgiving. I'll never, I'll never forget it because that, that was when uh, everybody at the Thanksgiving table was stoned off their ass. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Was, was, was stoned except for me, 15 and my eight year old little brother. And I told my mom, I have to leave. You know, this, I'm just now meeting you, but I need to come live with you because I have to get out. If I can't get out, I will, I, how am I going to go to college? I have no college savings, no nothing. So that was one of the hardest things for me to do was to leave my, my half brother. And, um, I left and, um, uh, my mom, my, well, my dad was going to claim me as, as a runaway, but he was in off in another state. So not like it mattered. And then um, my mom got paperwork done up. So it was legal for me to go over there, but the plane tickets were already bought. 
and this was back when AIM Messenger was 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 a thing. So I would be <laughs> like, "Mom, I want to live with you, Mom. I love oh, you, Mom, Mom, Mom." Yeah. And then she took that paperwork and she printed it off and she gave it to the judge. Look, this this is what we got, and that worked. Wow. And then uh, I went and lived with my mom in Southern California from 15 to 17. And then I uh, ended up getting a couple of full ride scholarships. And um, I went to uh, one of the things, one of, I applied to the Air Force Academy and I got in. I applied to West Point and I got in. And that's the school that, 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 that I chose. And that's also a, a full ride. That's why I'm in the, in, in, in the military. And then uh, my little brother, he followed the, followed the same path because like you were talking about, you always have to have good role models. And um, that's what I tried to do for, for my siblings um, because he also saw when, as he grew up, the bad things that, that, that were going on. And um, he saw that there's a way to be and there's a way to not be. And he said that, that, what I did was the right way. And he's now a second lieutenant in the oh, army. Good. And yeah, he graduated. And I brought my my whole family. Uh, we drove from Missouri to West Point and we saw him graduate and I was able to commission him. And everybody was there. My dad was there. My stepmom was there. So his parents were there and everybody got along. Everybody stayed within that distance, you know, that mental and physical yeah. distance. And then my stepkids were able to see West Point. And that's all I wanted to do. Not necessarily go to this school, but if you do really good, this is the kind of opportunities that you can have. That's, yeah. that's what I'm all about is opportunity and creating curiosity. Yeah. So, and that love to, 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 to learn. But yeah, don't alienate your, your, your kids. That's the worst thing that you can do because the relationship that you, that you dad and mom have is completely separate between child and, and parent. It's nothing to do with you. Yep. So, yeah. Well, thank you for, for being so vulnerable and sharing that story because I think it's going to help a lot of people in a lot of ways. I mean, it's amazing that you turned out to be such a lovely woman, despite everything you went through, but that's another good point for the listeners. Like, you know, I know we worry sometimes about our kids, but it doesn't matter sometimes. Yes. It's hard sometimes the way we grow up, but if we can grow through it Instead of just going through it, we've got to grow through it. We've got to get strong. We gotta we gotta figure stuff out, and we learn about ourselves. And and Christina is a perfect example of this. And and look at her now, growing on to have a beautiful blended family of her own, where she's really thriving in. Um, we're approaching the end of our interview, but I'd love to ask you the same five questions that I ask everybody. Are you ready to go? Yes, let's do okay. it. So the first question is, what is the thing that you love most about your blended family? So I love when I get the butterflies, when I'm with all of my kids. It's the love that does not have to be there, but it is there. I love when my kids are playing with their younger brother and everyone's laughing. I love how he looks at them and he tries to learn everything he can while they are with us. And then I love seeing my, my, my husband with his kids and being completely relaxed. I love seeing my daughter's wit come out. And every time they come over, it's like I'm seeing them again 
for the first time. And then I love all of our adventures that we're able to, to, to go on. And when we come back from one, we're planning the uh, next one. So every time they, they, they come over once, once a month, maybe every six, six weeks, it's what are we going to do next? And that, that's what I love. Well, that's a beautiful answer. And I agree. There's nothing better than seeing the love between all the children and between everybody in the blended family is beautiful. Um, the next question, what is the biggest challenge right now in your blended family? So um, right now it's the transition of moving to a new state. Um, in order to, to not have a, a big shock and secret, uh, we told the kids well ahead of time. I think it, it, it was around Christmas that 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 we're moving. Um, uh, well, first we called uh, Bio Mom and said, "Hey, we're going to tell the kids today that we're moving, just so you know." And that's it. We're we're not going to have a long conversation about this. We can have this after, but just so you know, just so the kids are not the messenger to the mom. Yeah, and right now we're we're buying plane tickets and having dad travel with with them back and forth until they're older. And I'm nervous about uh, how we'll get used to seeing them from once a month or every six weeks to just the winter holiday and then spring break and summer. And it'll be a, a lot of money, but I'm I'm not concerned about that. I'm 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 grateful that we can spend that money and then the kids can have that experience of, oh, whenever I see an airplane, I think of my dad because my dad and I go on airplanes uh, together. But overall, I'm concerned about how it'll affect the kids and their behavior at school and maybe their sense of, of loneliness or just, I just really want to hug my dad. And, and I'm concerned about, uh, about my husband too. Well, um, and thankfully, one of the biggest ways to overcome that hurdle, thank God, I know it's not the same as being in person, but thank goodness for FaceTime and Skype and all these things now that we can actually see the person face-to-face, even if we're not close by. So maybe that will help. There's all kinds of things now. Um, Number three, if you knew then, Christina, what you know now, what's one thing you would have done differently when you very first blended? I love this question. I wish I knew back about this podcast when you started it from day one. I wish. So over the course of the last three years, we've probably spent about $15,000 in court fees. We have tried this custody battle. So we now know a whole lot about the, about uh, Kansas family court and how things really work. Mm. It doesn't matter. I could have, you know, I could make a hundred times more money. It doesn't matter. It's all about, the mother and keeping the kids with the mother. It, it might not be the same for everybody, but this is just that shock and awe of, I can't believe this is really happening. Um, but if I could go back, I, I would change how we've handled our tantrums, her tantrums. Um, the effects of our misbehavior are still reverberating today. We should have not taken so many things personal we should not have, have had some conversations around the kids because we thought that they're not listening. <laughs> they're listening. We should have been better at compromising, and I should have had more empathy. I realized I am not an empathetic person at all, and uh, <laughs> Melissa, it took your podcast for me to realize that. 
<laughs> I don't know how to empathize. And mm-hmm. I've learned how, I, what that feeling is. <laughs> and um, I feel so guilty about all of this, which is why I did my apology note. And I'm still, still holding on, I'm still holding on hope that one day things will change. And uh, one day me and bio mom can be able to, to text back and forth and share pictures. And I'm just really looking forward for her to hear me out when she's ready. Yes. And she, I'm sure that she will. And I tell you, you are very self-aware and it's okay that you're not empathic. You know what I mean? Everybody has, everybody has empathy in them. It's just about shifting our perspective. And that's one of the things that I just happen to be good at because I'm an empath. So I naturally have that ability, but that ability also hurts sometimes because I feel everything so deeply. Um, but you are very, very self-aware and that's, um, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, number four, what is something you know you're doing right in your blended family, something you're proud of. So I'm really proud of the great relationship Mm. that the kids have with their dad and with me. Um, That was not the case um, maybe even a few months ago just with their dad. Um, We had suspected uh, parental alienation um, our problem was that we could not talk to the kids anytime that, that we wanted. And if we did want to talk, we would have to go through the bio mom to ask, mm-hmm. but then conversations would always be chaperoned. Like we could hear something like they're in, she's engaging them Ugh. in an activity or she's telling them five more minutes. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a free for all, um, asking her for a 10 minute phone call once a week is a huge deal. And it turns out to be very, very dramatic. And then I get upset. My husband gets upset. And then we go to bed just very upset because we didn't get to talk to the kids or we did, but they were engaged in a puzzle or in a, or in a video game. And it was just very upsetting. But, but the, uh, uh, our relationship got better because we found a way to talk to the kids without going through bio mom, mm-hmm. without an iPad, without a landline, and without smartphones. Um, we bought them a Xbox One. So now when they're on video games, we talk to them and we play video games. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> and and if there's anything, like in the past, it's like, we shoot my, 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 my husband and I were, we're just, Oh, we shouldn't have done this because we're, we're always, well, how could we make this better? But, and there's so many things that we should not have done, but this is the very first time this was January that we got this. So two months ago, we're like, wow, we have figured this problem out. We get to tell the kids, I love you. And I hear, I love you back rather than, okay, bye dad. Like, because their phone calls are chaperoned. But mm. now it's so much better. It's great. Good. That's wonderful. And then the last question, Christina, mm-hmm. if you had one piece of advice to offer the rest of the listeners today, what would it be? Don't take anything personal. It's <laughs> very hard to not do. I'm still in that process of, of, of learning that. Um, like, like I said before, uh, what, what Amy said in your first Mother's Day interview, their behavior is not about you. 
It's about their maturity and their own insecurities and how they view the problem. If you can reframe the problem and not take, take things personal, then you will be so much better. And I'll give you an example about how I am still learning. So the next time we will see the kids is for Easter. Um, I drive to Kansas and I go get them. It's a five and a half hour drive because um, my husband has school and I also have have school, but I don't have school on Fridays. Um, So I go down to to Kansas. I spend the night at a hotel and I pick them up in the morning and we have IHOP and we drive back. Um, And then she drives to like uh, an hour away from where we live and she gets them and then they drive back. Normally she asks them back for two, um, but this time she wants them back for 10 a.m. And that really made me upset because that's four hours that we're losing out of our parenting time. And, you know, we're, we're a long di- distance blended family. So five minutes, an extra five minutes, mm-hmm. anything that we can get, we, we, we are hoarders and we hold and we just want to hold on to that. And also I plan to do my baby reveal with them because that's Easter weekend with an Easter egg hunt. And um, I realized I was taking this personal. I've like that 10 a.m., that was an attack. And mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, she's deliberately trying to cut his parenting time on his weekend. I was so upset. I could feel my blood boil. I could feel my, my heart race. Um, and, and I just had to, I just had to walk away from, from the situation. And I re- my, my husband said that we need to be more flexible and it's not about me. It's about the kids. Maybe she wants the kids back early because she has something fun for, 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 for them to do. It's not about taking time away from us, but giving, giving the kids more opportunity to enjoy their Easter with different families everything's going to be fine. This is not permanent. Things will not always be this way. This Easter trip is the last time that we're going to have to do this drive. And then from then on, it's all going to be plane tickets until the next um, military move. So, and the kids do not want to see their or hear their parents fight. And they can feel that, that bad fight energy when mom or dad get off, get off the uh, phone. So we need to, we need to accept our shortened parenting time because we need to accept what we cannot control. That's beautiful. And, and don't take things personal is the best advice because I think that most of us um, really struggle with that. Mm -hmm. So uh, Christina, it was just such a pleasure having you on the show for the listeners. Christina Cavanaugh is in our private Facebook group that you can find at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash group. If you want to reach out to her, maybe you have some commonalities, maybe you're in her area, please reach out. And um, if you want to join me for a co-hosting episode just go ahead and email me, Melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Christina, thank you so much. Thank you for this awesome opportunity. This has been fun. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.